Hello, this is your host as always, Gina Versa. It's another episode of uh, Serving Up Comics in the new year. And I'm always joined by my good friend, Nick Valero. How are you, Nick? Hey, how's it going, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. How are, how are you doing in a post-2020 year? You're 2021 now. My hair's still growing. My beard's still growing. And luckily, the world hasn't ended. So I think yeah. we're doing pretty well. Well, you got a competent, somewhat, you know, mostly competent uh, non-reality TV star for president. So I know. News is going to be so boring now. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of like, oh yeah, he, he tried to like blackmail a prostitute. It's gonna be like, he passed legislation today about. <laughs> he was wearing a, <laughs> about helping people in need. It's like, ah, well, <laughs> fuck this. I don't need to pay attention to the news anymore. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's uh he's wearing a tan suit. Yeah. Oh no, it was so risque. Oh, no. He ordered a burger at a hot dog joint. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope he wears a tan suit just to like troll Fox News. Yeah. I, I hope he gets like Dijon mustard when he goes somewhere so that way he can also get yelled at for yeah. being a pretzy little bastard like fucking Obama was. Yeah. They were just like, do you like that wretch condiment, Mr. <laughs> President? <laughs> he's just like, you know, Dijon he's very, mustard, you asshole. He, yeah. <laughs> go back. To, he's like, they're like, go back to France. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, someone that needs no introduction, but I'll give him one anyway. We're joined today by our good friend, Terrence. Hello. How are you doing, my friend, Terrence James? Uh, as uh, good as good as ever, you know, just uh, doom scrolling on Twitter still, and oh no, <laughs> that's fun. Going to keep me that. up at night. <laughs> uh, Terrence, I have a question: Is your thumb and or index finger are they like super buff now? Because it's just like yeah, basically. <laughs> wow, look at that! This, is, this like, is my scrolling thumb. This is my regular thumb. <laughs> You can just you can just crack a walnut in it. <laughs> I don't got too much time on your hands, but uh, also uh, I don't have it here. Oh, my my phone is really heavy. Um, it's a razor phone, so like I have big hands, and it still doesn't cover. And it's just really heavy. It's stupid, and it has this dumb because I'm I'm so cool in gamer boy now, but like um, yeah, it hurts when I'm scrolling, and it falls on my face or on my chin or on my neck. Wow. It's okay. it's like okay. it'll knock a, you out. I, I have yeah. the note, so it's just. Oh, there you go. You you under, you, you feel my pain. I, yeah. yeah, like like I've been I've been literally like like looking at shit on the in bed, and then it fell out of my hand and hit me right in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I I I only why? have yeah I only have a regular iPhone, but no one it has like it has a no cover. Get it out of here. It has this like cover. It'll hit me. But anyway, <laughs> I, I dare you have an iPhone? Get the shit out of here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But you know what they say about people with big hands? Big phones. Big phones. Big phones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, Terrence, Terrence, we've had you uh, multiple times now on the podcast. And, uh, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. been uh, pretty great each time. So it's good to have you back again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, probably the biggest anime fan I know. So it's cool to lend your expertise for this episode because we're talking about anime and especially we're we're focusing on neon genesis evangelion which hopefully will have out its last movie this year if covid doesn't kill us all um but we uh just wanted to make a quick announcement that we'll have a new segment since uh batman the animated series which is uh now streaming on hbo max we're gonna rewatch some of that show and kind of give you our thoughts on each couple of episodes, me and Nick. 
So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I, know, I can't wait to rewatch it because I've already rewatched it like 10 times. And <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Like, oh, which episode is this? Oh, I know what it is. Okay. okay don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I, I haven't, I haven't uh, rewatched it um, since I was a kid. So it's been, it's been um, without giving away too many thoughts. It's been very eye opening because the way the seriousness of the show and uh, it's an angry show. And I never realized that until now. <laughs> it is. Yeah, oh, like it is co- a super angry show. Like <laughs> people are pissed. Yeah, in that TV show. Well, yeah, I started. Mm-hmm. Oh, I started watching it on HBO Max, and I'm like, that first, first uh, one or two episodes. I'm like, wait, was it this dark when I was like yeah. eight or oh, seven? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it was. Geez, like awesome, also, dude. also like it's very like nuanced, like because um, you know there's like uh, our shifting moods now, but like the way they portray like the police in the show, like. People like uh, Bullock are like portrayed like either like really aggressive or like just totally un- incompetent. Do you ever want to see how pol- like policing has evolved? Go watch uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. No. It's hilarious. Also yeah. on HBO Max. Yeah, also on <laughs> HBO Max. So if you have an HBO Max, go watch it too. Uh, but no, like there's a lot of like scenes where like they talk about like police brutality or they talk mm-hmm. about how. Uh, what was it like the unjustness of African Americans inside of it? Like, uh, there's an entire scene where Jazz is in a courtroom and he's like, Yeah, yeah. there's a cop with a gun, dude. I'm gonna keep my hands up. The whole he time. raises his hand, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like talks slow, like, I'm going to put my hands down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a you know, really, uh, I mean, you know, for the time it was funny, but you know, I mean, it's also meaningful too. They were. Fresh from the riots too. They were fresh from yeah. the LA riots. Yeah, when that show the started riots. airing, the riots happened '92, I believe. Fresh Prince came out like '92, '93. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely was. But um, I was just gonna say. Uh, Since I was born. Yeah, well, um, you know, Batman the animated series also came out in '92, and it might or mean or excuse me, according to Kevin Smith, or may or may not have a sequel series. Coming out, yeah. I heard so about that rumor. Even more incentive to talk about it, which um, I don't know if anyone read the uh, comic that came out last year. The adventure continues. No, I no, did. No. Yeah, it's a sequel to the new Batman Adventures in terms of continuity. So it comes out like around the Justice League era for the DC animated universe created by uh, Bruce Tim. Yeah, isn't that just Justice League? Yeah, Justice League. <laughs> but but this uh, chronicles. And this is in continuity now because Paul Dini and a lot of them worked on it, that there was a Robin in between uh, Dick Grayson and Tim Drake, which was uh, Jason hmm. Todd. Oh, so nice. he, yeah, he exists in the DC animated universe. So if they adapted that, yeah, I'd be really happy because, yeah, I thought that was a really, it's only like six issues and it's really well written. Well, honestly, I, I feel like the like Jason Todd thing would be a great thing for them to kind of like, especially with how dark and gritty that show was and the animation style and how yeah. they tried to at least make it a little bit fun, but also still have like a purpose and a meaning to each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him kind of go with, go into the death of the family. Uh, arc, right. Or even mm-hmm. like go into um, like Damian Wayne stuff. Yeah, like I would love to see how, especially with like Kevin Conroy and uh, everybody else, to then go, oh yeah, you have a kid with Talia Al Ghul. <laughs> what the fuck do we do now? Like we yeah. have this fucking kid. 
So that would be really cool. Also, getting Kevin Connery back as the Batman is always amazing. Yeah, he's he's never going to give up that role. Like he's going to be as old as uh, like old Batman. He'll still be voicing him. Oh yeah, dude, hell yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that'd be interesting because they do kind of make a reference to uh, Damian Wayne in uh, Batman Beyond because uh, when Rajal Ghul comes back in Talia's body, he mentions uh, when he's trying to take over Bruce's body, he says he'll pose as like a like his long lost son or something, take over Wayne Corp. So. Mm-hmm. not unheard of so that'd be cool but we'll like wait and see i guess because yeah i mean this is all rumor but and hearsay but i'd be down i'm sure you guys would be what what was the network that did the animated series again so it aired originally on fox fox kids mm-hmm. i believe for its original run and at some point they had the reboot or not reboot kind of sequel show the new batman adventures which aired on Kids WB, and they probably re-aired the original animated series episodes as well. Um, yeah, just for just for that, it was Kids WB. They, mm-hmm. uh, for, but it was for all of it. They didn't go to Fox in the very beginning. Okay, it was yeah. Kids WB. I might be thinking uh, of Gar- maybe Gargoyles was what you're thinking of. That's what no, it was on no, Fox, no, right? no, it was on Kids WB. Kids yeah, Gargoyles no, it, was on uh, Disney. No, no, yeah, it was on Disney. No, but Batman the Animated Series was on Fox for a bit. Was it? Yeah, yeah, look it up. Back in the, probably back in the nineties, because I yeah. when I first got introduced to Batman the Animated Series, it was on Kids WB. Yeah, well, I mean, this was like ninety two when it yeah. originally aired, so you were like. I, well, I only I only brought it up again because uh, I think they set the precedent for uh, how wide you can make uh, both uh, Bruce and uh, Clark in in the Superman respective <laughs> series. So like. Yeah. It, it, they didn't bring that back until Henry and uh, Ben yeah. <laughs> brought back the, the the wide look. I keep. I hope they maintain that wide look at least in the the DC just a, EU. Just fucking yeah, hulking, just like they're all thick. Like, the, like the, the idea of if you were to see these men in real life, you were to go, that guy kind of has the shape of Bruce Wayne. I mean, a Batman <laughs> and also Superman. Um, I also still like also going with that I do have a like um, was it Public Enemy or I think it's Public Enemy or where Joker and um, what was it it's Joker and Lex Luthor team up to to go on to go like commit a crime and then like Batman comes to Metropolis I think has one of the best interactions with Batman and Superman as like an introduction of like who the hell are you I'm Batman fuck you oh you're Bruce (laughs) Wayne and then him tracking Superman back down, he goes like, "Yeah, I know who you are too, Clark." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, the world's finest. That's a really great. Oh, the world's finest. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes, that's a great. Um, I think it was aired as a movie or an episode first. Yeah, yeah, it was a movie. Yeah, it was. It was. It was awesome. So good. Yeah, yeah. no, it's great. I, I love that. And uh, yeah, it has like a love triangle with like Bruce Wayne or like Bruce Wayne and Lois Clark Kent. Lane. Yeah, yeah and Clark it's Lois Kent. Lane, Clark Kent, and Bruce Wayne yeah so yeah it's, it's a, that's a really interesting thing because it's like she likes superman and bruce wayne but she doesn't like batman and clark kent mm-hmm. you know they're alter egos man they're alter egos that are like the problem for her also because you know clark kent's kind of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> if you watch yeah. that show clark kent's kind of a bitch you know you just a little bit he's kind you know, of shit idiot. just happens to him and he's like all right fine whatever yeah but uh, yeah, no, we'll uh, see. But what are what is everyone reading in the um, 
in their uh, time right now. Is there any sort of like new comics or anything people want to talk about here? Uh, yes, I am reading Black Clover right now. Oh, okay. nice. <laughs> and I am completely, and I'm caught up, and it's awesome. <laughs> Um, for anybody who who hasn't like seen Black Clover, hasn't seen Black Clover or read Black Clover, uh, Black Clover is all about a world of magic users where they all get uh, their own like grimoires, and then you meet, and your main character it, he cannot cast magic; he has no magic affinity, and instead is given a grimoire of anti magic, and is now like put into the situations of like how exactly do I fight these uber powerful magic users and kind of save the kingdom. And it's, it's awesome. It's a great story, great, uh, which are like uh, great character developments. I love the, the, the characters that are in it. Like he has an entire crew of people that he talks to, which are called the Black Bulls that have like other factions that they also have to like compete with, but they're also like rivals and stuff like that. And like the entire thing just kind of comes together really beautifully. Nice. I saw the anime for that and I liked it, but after a couple episodes, people were like, wait, why does the main character scream so much when he <laughs> talks? And eventually I had to give it up because it was just getting, it was getting way too annoying. So I might pick up the manga because you can't hear screams on page. <laughs> yeah. So, is it, is it dubbed or like the original? Okay. Is the dub uh, screaming? I haven't seen the dub. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, dub, the dub does have screaming. It does. <laughs> oh, there you go. So it I guess just but, read uh, the Magna. Well, no, but the thing is that I got used to it. I mean, if anybody who's seen Naruto knows that screaming is kind of just a thing that comes with anime. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> People <laughs> are calling... Z, Naruto, Yu Yu Hakusho, got to get used to it. Dragon People Ball were calling Z. Black Clover uh, the next Naruto for a while when it when it first came out on uh, Crunchyroll. Uh-huh. I could kind of, I could see it. Yeah, absolutely. Lot, those it are pretty big thing. shoes, though. <laughs> yeah. Is you know, Naruto- I mean, as, as long as they don't have an ostrich episode, I think they're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Naruto and its like sequel show. Is that still running? No. Uh, they went on to a... Well, I mean, technically, because now there's a third show, which is called Baruto, which is like yeah. the next generation, and it's shit. Uh. And... <laughs> Yeah, people okay. just ignore it. Like, they don't even acknowledge it. it it's exists. like uh, it's there's like that. There's a big problem with it. Because, yeah. Like the show is in episode three hundred, and the manga is in like issue fifty-seven, and no one <laughs> understands where the fuck that came from. Like they're just like, stop making them. Yeah. Just follow what they're writing. Like the, what they're writing is good. Stop. <laughs> You're just Have doing you bad memes? shit. Is it? Yeah. Is, is it like uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, where all the fans hate it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's not only that, but also it's the thing of like if you because like what people are doing is they're getting like the original series and they're going like episode one thirty five and like you see like an epic battle between like Gara and like and like Lee and then they're going like Baruto episode one thirty five and it's like a birthday party for their grandfather. Yeah, and they're like, how the fuck is this the same series? (laughs) Like, how is this? Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And it's basically almost 150 episodes of filler at this point. Where it's oh like, my god, that's worse than Dragon Ball. Yeah, where it's just like what the hell is wow. going on? It's an entire series of fucking filler and no one gets why. There, there's memes where it's like someone should make a series about Boruto's dad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Definitely. Boruto is basically the only one. I, I watched Naruto for like maybe the first couple of seasons and they fell out. 
And like, I, I just, I really couldn't stand uh, a little bit of the fandom, but I couldn't stand just kind of like, I couldn't stand Naruto after a while. Like he's so, like he's like Goku if Goku is like 10 times more annoying. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Yeah. Is, is Naruto a better dad? Is Naruto a better Oh yeah, better no, dad? of course. Yeah. Uh, hold on. <laughs> of hold on. course. In retrospect, yes. <laughs> Until he becomes Okage, because then like, oh, there, are okay. episodes, there are episodes of like um, his daughter is having a birthday party. Yeah. And then he uh, he sends he, he shows up and then there's like trouble that happens inside the village, and then you find out that the person that showed up for the birthday party is a shadow clone <laughs> and it bursts and it exp- and it blows up her cake. Wow. And Baruto is like that bastard. <laughs> well, I mean that's still better than like abandoning his kids for like seven years in another world. Hey, 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 he he if anything, he put them up for adoption and Piccolo <laughs> kind of just took them in yeah. like yeah. they were his own kin. And he found a better dad, okay? <laughs> he found a better dad. Yeah. A better but more abusive dad. How does that work? That's funny. Well, I mean, like, hold Piccolo... on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if you've watched Super, you would know Go, which all? Piccolo is like the greatest grandfather ever. Yeah. I want Piccolo. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I want Piccolo to be like when Pan grows up and she can speak, I want her to call Piccolo grandpa because that's <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Always Isn't there. He... He's always caring for Gohan's kid. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Don't they call him like Uncle Piccolo or something? Or no, no. Oh, okay. Mr. Piccolo, it's always gonna be Mr. Piccolo. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he always goes with Mr. Piccolo. Like, cause yeah, because Gohan has that fucking respect for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, remember when I almost died because he left me alone overnight? Yeah, I love you, Mr. Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone knows Piccolo. Hey man, Piccolo's do- Piccolo's the best dad I've ever seen in anime. Come on, yeah, exactly. Oh, him and Vegeta. Him and Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, Vegeta's Vegeta, such a good dad. Yeah, Vegeta's a better dad than Goku. Yeah, Vegeta actually like fulfills his promises to his kids. Yeah, he <laughs> took them to the theme park when he said he wanted to. Yeah. Well, there's also that, but also later in Super, uh, they're going off to like, go fight the big bad, and then he's just like, I can't go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like why? It's like Bulma's gonna give birth any day. I can't leave. Mm-hmm. Like she's gonna give birth, <laughs> and Goku's also, like, "What?" Yeah, and also, uh, Goku doesn't know what kissing is apparently, so I don't know what kind of weird ass sex <laughs> see, no. you yeah. have. Yeah, that's <laughs> see, that's I that's why I'm like hesitant to get into Super because, like, they mischaracterize Goku as just like because he's kind of dumb in the original anime, but like, yeah, in, in Super he's just fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, he's just insane. fucking dumb. The original anime, he's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not like stupid to the degree where he doesn't know like how to kiss or like what sex is, you know. Have you not seen Dragon Ball? He well, no, it like, was he thought it like was like adult adult Goku. Like in Dragon Ball, he thought marriage was food. Yeah, exactly. That's why he but said like, he wanted something. Like this. To be this, fair, everyone's named after food there, so yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's the Goku that's like you know the mature version of Goku that you know towards the later part of the anime he like regret. He regresses in, in Super for, like, whatever reason. Because Toriyama forgot. No, it's because he gets hit in the head so much. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, probably. <It's laughs> when you damage. get hit in the head so many times by god-level figures. Oh, man. See if Maybe, you still have your smarts. <laughs> this is oh, man, a terrible joke. But, like, do you think Tor- Toriyama does, too? Because he forgets about, like, everything. <laughs> Toriyama's no, an interesting I, person. No, that's what happens when you don't put post-it notes on, like, your desk. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, Terrence, are you are you reading any anime or like manga or anything? Uh, I, I read a webcomic last oh, yeah. uh, 
back in December called Alpha Flag. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been around for about 10 years. Uh, my friend actually works on it and they just updated it I think, a couple days ago. It's really good. I can't really explain it. It's kind of a, uh, it's really hard to explain, but like, just check it out. It's called Alpha Flag. And I don't usually read web like Eastern or sorry, Western web comics. Mm -hmm. I kind of read like uh, like webtoons, so Korean stuff or oh, okay. manga. So it's like the first like kind of American, uh, uh, I guess Eastern web or Western web comic I've read in a while. Um, nice. Yeah, wow. I, I'm thinking of rereading Scott Pilgrim um, nice. because like when I first read it, I was the exact same age <laughs> as Scott, so I was like 23 yeah. going on 24. And now I'm 34, so I'm like, I wonder how much I hate myself now. <laughs> At that like, age. How much do I hate Scott now? How much do I hate Ramona now? How much uh, do I hate all these characters now? I, I think you definitely would hate Scott. Yeah. I don't know about Ramona, but yeah, I'm, I feel like definitely Scott because like Kim and uh, the other uh, characters, some are more mature than I thought. Well, also, yeah. uh, from what I remember from reading it, Scott's a dick. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Like, like when you really think about it, Scott Pilgrim is a fucking ass. Like, he kind of deserves everything that's coming to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's not he's a also dating person. a 17-year-old in the yeah, very beginning. He, yeah, like, he's <laughs> not a great person. Is that, is, that, um, is that underage, though, in Canada? In Canada, I don't think so. Okay. But it's still, someone should, like... Someone should ask, uh, what's it, Brian Lee O'Malley about that? Because that's a very weird plot line when you think about it. Nick's typing, looking it up. <laughs> so it's looking it oh up. my god! Okay, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'd want to reread uh, Scott Pilgrim for sure. And sixteen like the, is the consensual oh age in Canada. Canada is <laughs> fucking weird. Fucking Canada, eh? Yeah. Oh come on, they use plastic for their for their dollar bills. That's fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, the uh, colored edition of uh, Scott Pilgrim, the Magna, I heard is uh, pretty mm -hmm. cool. So. Hey, gee, no differentiate, good. okay? All, all, all of them are good, okay? okay? It doesn't matter if they're black and white, colored, doesn't matter, okay? We, sure. We, we, we accepting of all types of comic books, okay? Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I was, um, right now I'm uh, currently reading Batman Catwoman by Tom King, oh, which okay. is, is uh, it's been consistently good. It's gonna, mm -hmm. it brings the phantasm from Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, into continuity. Oh, okay. So that's really cool. Going back to Batman the Enemy series, I'd recommend that. Yeah. And uh, the next Batman, which is a uh, uh, DC uh, Future State, which is a rebranding of uh, whatever they were going to do when the previous publisher was calling 5Gs. Um, it, it has a black Batman who's uh, the son of Lucius Fox. And mm. uh, he's taking over because Batman kind of bails on Gotham and it's kind of like Batman Beyond, where it's like someone else taking up the mantle in a in a more militarized police police state Gotham, and I'd really recommend it. It's written by John Ridley, who did Twelve Years a Slave, and he also wrote mm -hmm. uh, Justice League Starcrossed, the movie. I really hmm. like those uh, those in, those uh, incarnations of it. Like I really like when uh, Jim Gordon actually became his Batman. Yeah, that was yeah. Suit. Like, yeah that he was, was in really a. Cool giant uh like magna sort of tech thing yeah he was like in a battle suit he was just like yeah i'm batman and it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like that was like that was cool yeah like i'd uh recommend that I but that was like during the time that batman dies after 
getting killed. Yeah, it was after uh, Batman Endgame. Yeah, it's after Endgame. He ends up like Commissioner Gordon comes back in this mech suit. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I would recommend that. Um, so yeah, I'd, um, I have nothing but good thing, good things to say about that. And in sort, in terms of uh, back issues, I'm reading. I'm trying to read like more '70s comics. So I picked up on a um, torrent site, may or not be, uh, Super Villain Team Up, which is the weirdest Marvel '70s comic because it's a <laughs> it's a team up series starring Doctor Doom. So you have to follow Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. And it's like really weird and like it's kind of it's pretty serious, but then it has like really kind of like 70s stuff. So like random villains like the Ringmaster or like uh, the Submariner show up. And also it has a scene where Dr. Doom like negotiates with uh, Dr. Henry Kissinger. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little scene where he the Fantastic Four try to invade and then like Dr. Henry Kissinger tells them to leave because now um, they have uh, Latveria is uh, recognized by the United States. So, oh, this was the world world events conscious era of yeah. Marvel, yeah. where they're like, yeah, we have a lot of commentary on things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like we, need to, we, need to, we need to tell stories about like everybody <laughs> being like okay with other nations. <laughs> but uh, you know, Henry Kissinger finally set, finally found someone eviler than him and Doctor Doom, or no, excuse me. Doctor Doom found someone just as evil as him. That's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, actually, Gene, if you really like stories like that, uh, mm. I would definitely recommend. Uh, since technically we are talking about anime this episode, yeah, I would recommend Overlord. Okay, I heard that was really good. Yeah, yeah, Overlord is the I. It, so basically, it's a it's about this guy who enters an MMO RPG for the last time. They're about to shut down the servers at midnight. And he has like an entire castle of NPCs that he's built and like all these like things that he's had. And he was basically a villain inside of the NPC world. I mean, inside of this uh, virtual reality world. But the thing is that once the, once the clock strikes midnight, he actually wakes up inside of this world. And now it's not connected to any server. And now he's trapped in an alternate world. And he basically has to live his life now as this supervillain. And it's it's really cool because it's like he because he's in this like brand new world, uh, he's like kind of trying to figure it out. But he, but imagine if you were like a level one hundred character that gets yeah. dropped in with le- a bunch yeah. of level tens. You're just a god. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all about him, like you know, like using the puppet strings to like kind of become the like conqueror of the world. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I definitely would want to check that out. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, try to get into more anime, and I have time now. So, yeah, season which I don't understand because season uh, season one and three on Hulu, season two, no, two. you'll have to find. Has, Ter- has Terrence, you seen this? No, uh, no. I, I remember when it was uh, the anime first came out. It was kind of like people were saying it was pretty S tier. It was pretty up there in terms of uh, that season's anime. Um, okay. Oh yeah, and my my friend kept getting it confused with the World War Two uh, oh, <laughs> like horror film Overlord. Oh. Overlord, yeah. <laughs> and like he was explaining it to me, I was like, "Wait, this doesn't sound like anime at all." And I was like, "Oh, he's talking about the movie." Okay, <laughs> having a having a brain. Wait, what about World War Two? What about zombie Nazis? <laughs> thing, what's going what on? Here? To do with anything? <laughs> it's a fucked up anime, man. <laughs> But, yeah, the, uh, that uh, genre, I think it's called the Izakai, 
which is basically like where someone gets whisked away to like another world, but they're from a modern setting. That's getting so popular right now. And it's like, Japan just wants to escape so badly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they want to All escape right. so much. Well, yeah, because you have, I mean, and a lot of them are also uh, like what, uh, Rise of the Shield Hero. Uh, yeah. Uh, SAO, uh, which I'll say online. You, no you game, no life is a popular one. Yeah. No game, no life. But unfortunately, you don't have you don't have a second season, so you know. Yeah, I also that that show creeps me. <laughs> I can't sit through it anymore. It's only kind of creepy, <laughs> you know. Like, come on, you don't. Which one? You don't have a step sibling that you're kind of too close to. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys are uh, not giving me good recommendations right now. <laughs> but I'll take the first. First one, I'll take Overlord. Oh, oh, oh! You can also, uh, which uh, another one that you can watch is the time I got reincarnated as a slime. Yeah, that one's supposed to be really good. That one's really good too. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, I'll keep that in. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Uh, anime is weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that leads us to our uh, main topic of the show, which is talking about my favorite anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion which came out in Japan from uh, Gainax, God, in the 90s, um, I believe 96. Correct me if I'm wrong, Terrence. 95, I believe. 95, ah, uh, by, yeah. You know, uh, when the VHS started. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Getting, uh, or, yeah, 96, I think, was when the VHS came out in 97. Right, right. Gene, it is currently 2020. How is it that your favorite anime is from 95? <laughs> I may have come out from 95 it, to it, now. It, well, I mean, there's others, but this one really resonates with me, so. <laughs> there's, like, thousands of them. No, no judgment. I still have, you know. But uh, what was that? Everyone's introduction to the anime, was it from airing on Cartoon Network, on Netflix, getting the VHS, or even, like, seeing that weird reference Robin Williams makes to it in the movie One Hour Photo. <laughs> he pulls out uh, a toy, and it's Neon Genesis Evangelion, but he says it. I think he says even Evangelion. Yeah, he says it wrong. Yeah, people are like, <laughs> oh, like they did that because Robin was a big anime fan, which he was, but apparently he wasn't like an Evangelion fan. It was just like at random the director chose mm. that. And there were toys, I would imagine, in a CGS I, or something. I'm assuming that like they were just like, hey, Robin wants an anime thing. That one of the interns was like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> into the thing, and then like they were just like, yeah, pick it up, Robin, go for it. <laughs> Well, what, what was everyone's um, introduction? Yeah, to Evangelion. Uh, yeah. I I I had never watched Evangelion completely as a kid. I didn't okay. end up watching it until I was an adult. Like the well, whole, it only aired like once on Toonami, right? Yeah, like I never ended up like through. watching it like you know completely through. <laughs> like if anything, so, I think I watched like pieces of episodes. Yeah. So when, when and, you were when you were watching the original ending uh, for the anime, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what? Okay, here's the thing though. When I when I watched the I, I thought we were gonna get to that later. Yeah. But huh? the original ending back then when I was a kid, I thought my TV broke. But now <laughs> as an adult, I understand it a little bit more and I kind of respect it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, it's not bad. Like it's not the ideal ending they wanted, but mm-hmm. It's not as terrible as like, you know, some of the fans made it out to be, especially the crazy people, I guess, who like emailed death threats or something. Yeah. Okay, hold on. First off, in, in all fairness, death threats, yeah, that's not cool. No shape or form and no piece of art does, should you ever go, yeah, I'm gonna send I'm gonna send a letter 
to the person who created it because I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> yeah. That, that's not warranted in any fucking it's, fashion. It's probably the same people who stormed the Capitol. They might be related. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, that's, but the thing is that for Evangelion, I think the problem was that it just wasn't the, it wasn't the ending that people wanted. Mm-hmm. In all fairness, I like the show's ending better than I like the movie's ending. Okay. Because the show's ending is actually, because after all this like dread and despair throughout the anime, it's like, oh yeah, there's light at the end of this dark and Mm. gloosome tunnel. And then the end, and then the movie anime is like, fuck you. Fuck you hard. (laughs) Whatever whatever happiness, whatever darkness is there, go further into the dark because that's where you live now. What? it's just too depressing. It's, it's I, I don't. Depressing. I don't know. I mean, for I guess we're jumping ahead, but for end of Evangelion, I I actually think it's a very hopeful ending. I don't know if like Terrence could like uh, clarify. It's like open for interpretation, but I think the fact that uh, like Shinji still chose to be himself over like mm-hmm. um, like uh, being like a was it fucking uh, where they're all a collective. What's that called? Um, mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You, the unification thing at the end. Oh, the oh, instrumentality? Yeah. Instrumentality. Yeah. Like, the fact that him and Asuka chose to not do that and, like, other mm-hmm. people can uh, come back from instrumentality, I think is pretty hopeful. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! That's yeah. still my favorite part of the entire series. It really is, yeah. <laughs> like, but, hey, uh, Shinji, yeah. you chose to be yourself and you're okay with being yourself. Yay! Took yeah. us 26 episodes to get here. <laughs> Took a lot of therapy. <laughs> well, that's that's honestly what the last four episodes are. It's a therapy session. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just it's just Basically. like them inside of Shinji's mind going, hey, we're going to sit down and have a therapy session with you <laughs> until you figure out why you're fucking broken. <laughs> it's Dr. Cat, the anime. Dr. Cat. <laughs> there needs to be a good uh, mashup between that. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Cat's like talking to Shinji. But yeah, I, I mean, but it, the, the greatest thing about Evangelion uh, is probably, it, it, it has like a huge, like, misleading, uh, the anime completely misleads you from, like, what's going to happen at the end of the anime. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire time, it seems kind of episodic, okay, cool, they're fighting, you know, they're in, the, they're in the mechs, they're fighting these things off, and everybody kind of is always asking, what is the purpose? Like, why are we doing this? Or, like, why are the angels attacking us? And they're just like, because they attack. Like, that's just a thing that's been happening for decades. Like, we don't know why it happens, we just know it happens. Yeah. And then once you get closer to the ending of it, it evolves into this, like, weird religious, like, uh, which I like metaphor, which is right. kind of interesting. It's really yeah, it's, interesting. It has a lot of uh, metaphor, metaphorical stuff, or even like um, I don't know if you guys heard for the end of Evangelion, where they have a lot of like religious image, imagery and uh, instrumentality, and someone asked mm-hmm. Ano, "What does that mean?" And he said, "Oh no, it's just there for show. It's just all it's cosmic. Cool. It's just it looks cool. cool. It looks yeah, cool. that's what he says." How, 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 how could you even say that? <laughs> Literally, how could you say that? The fucking final boss is fucking on a cross being crucified. The fucking, the three main, uh, what was it? The three main things that are keeping the fucking brains together is, are the three wise men that brought, that yeah, like came yeah. to Jesus in the middle of the night. They, the security well, code was 666 right. in order to keep them there. 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I think he was meaning like when um, when Ray turns into like a uh, hyper Ray or whatever, yeah. and uh, they have like the like sim symbols of like uh, Hindu religion and like the Kabbal mm -hmm. and like some Christian imagery. Like that's the specifically the crosses. Like, yeah, the crosses. You say, oh, it just looks cool. So I don't know if you know, but like the the ending of of well, end of Evangelion specifically. Um, like the ocean LCL and everything like that. That's a huge reference to Devilman. Um, and so basically, Ano was like, I just want to do that. I want to recreate that. And he kind of shoehorned, I think, he kind of shoehorned his uh, explanation for everything into into that so he can have a big homage to Devilman. Uh, Devilman Crybaby, which came out, I think, two or three years ago on Netflix, actually maintains that Devilman ending and it looks just like End of Evangelion. Wow. So people who are watching um, Devilman Crybaby are probably like, oh, they just ripped off End of Evangelion. <laughs> but it's not. It's yeah. a total homage to itself, basically. Wow. I know I didn't know that. That's that's pretty neat. That's, that's um, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. I, mean, um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the interesting thing about Evangelion that's mainly really interesting is that how much Evangelion has really influenced anime today. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you were to take an anime like uh, Attack on Titan, you completely see the two correlations between the two. Like, there, there are such huge things of like, oh yeah, the, the dad is keeping secrets from the son and the son is kind of pushed into a situation that he doesn't know, that he doesn't want anything about. And then- right. Mommy issues. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he has mom yeah. issues. Or Definitely has, a lot of mom issues. Yeah, <laughs> but, there's, but there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that like, oh yeah, we don't understand this and now we're going to go into it. And I think that, you know, Evangelion really, Evangelion uh, also along with like um, uh, what was it, Mobile Suit Gundam uh, really did kind of influence the, the beginning of those like super mech like animes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And yeah. like if you, if you were to put Evangelion right next to like Pacific Rim as well. You can totally see the fucking like that. Oh yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it influences so many fucking mediums. Exactly. Um, but uh, Terrence, what was your um, introduction to the anime? I'm curious. We kind of skipped around a little bit. Oh, so I remember. So because I'm a little bit older than you guys, I was yeah. probably 95. That means I was probably eight years old. So around 10 is when the VHS started coming out. So I remember seeing commercials for it in other uh, anime tapes. And I was like, why is this wimpy, I'm gonna, why is this wimpy kid showing up in, in all these weird trailers and there's like a robot. I'm like, is the kid the main character? So I finally rented it just based off of um, seeing some kid in a white t-shirt on the cover. And I was like, okay, cool, this is cool. It was the episode when Shinji and Asuka have to um, have full complete mind meld and oh. uh, coordination in order to defeat that angel. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay, because I, I didn't, they didn't have all the episode one through 26 at the video store I was renting them at. So it wasn't until maybe college, then I watched all of it uh, all the way through plus end of Evangelion. Um, but I have a weird story for you. I remember being, maybe 15, my friend was turning 16. I was at his house uh, for his birthday party. There's just a bunch of us dudes, Bosco dudes. We were just hanging out and he was just like, guys, check this out. And he puts on specifically 
that scene in End of Evangelion where Shinji oh. walks into the hospital. Oh my and god! <laughs> I think it was playing video games while they were watching it in the background, and I stopped because I was like, "Why are they all grossed out?" And I get up, and right when I look at the TV, that's when Shinji goes, "I'm so fucked up." <laughs> and I was like, "Why is that? What's on his hand? What's all that gross stuff?" Like, and then like finally in college, I watched it, and then I understood everything, but. Just imagine me just like not knowing what was going on in that scene. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, uh, uh, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that's, I'm like, um, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be that. I would say that's like Evangelion in a nutshell, almost where it really kind of like I wouldn't say pushes, but it deals a lot with like sexuality and like repression too. So that's um like yeah. I mean, I know that seems like is it controversial? Would anyone say? I think at the time it was. Right, right. I mean, like, just, wow, you saw a boob and you just thought of jerking it in a hospital room. Right. That's your main character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, like, the uh, the context of that is, like, Shinji is, like, just, like, uh, he's at, like, a psychological breaking point, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's not, like, all there. So, you know, like, that's kind of the context some people, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it is that, but it's also, like, that context, too. Gene. Plus, yeah. plus no he's going through puberty. Yeah, no matter <laughs> yeah. how much of a psychological break you have, that's a fucking weird thing. Yeah, no, of course, but I'm just like, adding the, the context. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's a weird ass <laughs> thing to do. Um, but, it, yeah. but it, yeah. Maybe, I mean, you could probably think of it as Ano's way of uh, commenting on otaku culture. Yeah, no, that's what it also yeah. is, basically. Yeah, it's talking yeah. about tacos. Yeah. I, did you say tacos? Otaku. Yeah, it's taco culture. <laughs> it's taco culture. <laughs> but, <laughs> but once again, you can also you can see how that correlates to modern anime because at the time you didn't really see a whole lot of that. You know, yeah. most, uh, you know, most characters were either clothed or anything like that. And right, like, right. To actually see, you know, uh, I guess full frontal or like side boob or anything yeah. like that was kind of like out of the norm because I mean yes they hinted at a lot of sexuality but if you watch a lot of like older anime they would always be like oh yeah it's covered in like wrappings or you know she stays covered or it's always insinuated it's never right uh, like put right in your face or like shown as if it was uh, a movie or a television or something like that yeah no exactly exactly and or, they really don't draw, or they don't draw the nipple yeah, or they don't draw the nipple. <laughs> yeah. or they always put like a cloud of mist right where yeah. the nipple is. Yeah. And it's um, like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, so, those, those are the themes of the show. Um, I was just going to say that um, actually, my, uh, when, I, when I started watching, it was on, the net, on Netflix. That was my first time. I, um, I was probably, uh, I knew of the anime, but I, uh, yeah, the, net, the Netflix dub got me into it. So, yeah, I mean, better late than never, right? Um, yeah. so I, I know a lot of the hardcore fans, they consider the Netflix dub and the sub like its own thing because it changes a lot of the contextual um, things. So a lot of things actually aren't the same as the original, uh, yeah, original sub. Like the, the Kairu scene has it like there's a lot of the same subtext of uh, kind of, the you know, the bisexuality between the two characters, but mm -hmm. it doesn't quite commit to it like the uh, original dub does or, you know, the original uh version of it so that's a that's a little uh disappointing as well. well also but that's that's also just the um 
that goes along with the times yeah. as well because now they try to they try to put as they try to make it where they're mirror images of each other where it's like if you watch the sub or you watch the dub you know the only difference that you're really getting nowadays is you're getting different voice actors or you know you're, you're getting something different from there but the the main thing that happened back in the day is that they would actually change context around because yeah. it was being censored or mm-hmm. there was something that was being said that you know uh, didn't make sense in the in the states like how they were saying it or the way it was being phrased or something like that. Right, so right. They would change words around, but the thing is that in Japanese it has a different context to it, so it may kind of mean the same thing, but it also doesn't mean the same thing because it doesn't have what that emphasis behind it as being said in Japanese. So that's that's also just a thing of the times of being animated back in the nineties. I mean, I think you can also say the same thing with uh, Akita. As yeah. well. there, there's a mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that if you if you watch the dub the dub and the sub, there are like scenes that are mild that are like wildly different from like right. actual yeah. like what's yeah. going on. <laughs> exactly. And that's 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 purely just like, oh, the, an American audience wouldn't understand this. Let's just change what they're saying and like make it more make more sense or anything like that. They do that a hell of a lot of times. Yeah. And yeah, that comes yeah, the evolution. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right with the uh, kind of the evolution of uh, just the anime in uh, America, because, yeah, I would say, you know, like going from like, what, like a Harmony Gold dub, like the <laughs> 80s of like Robotech, or like, I believe they did Dragon Ball for like a couple episodes, and like they, yeah. they, they literally change names, like they change like Goku to like friggin... I don't know. He's called like Star or something. I fucking like they, like they they utterly like some some dub uh, studios. They just utterly changed the entire anime and they just used it as like a background and then they just kind of like manipulated the animation to fit the dialogue. Yeah, like that. So I mean that that's just a thing that happens. I mean, especially in the '90s. I mean, even if you were to go like with like Japanese television. You know, uh, and go and take it with Saban. You know, using it for Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that's that. That's also the reason why, like, the Blue Ranger is, or not the Blue Ranger. I think it's the Yellow Ranger has a skirt, or doesn't have a skirt because in Japan it's actually a dude. Yeah. Um. It's a, yeah. It's a it's a whole entirely different act, like a uh, gender, a whole different character. It's yeah. It it doesn't translate exactly. Basically, like, I know what they'll do is they'll send all the costumes over um over to the u.s and then they'll send some of the um like the villain costumes over and then it's up to the u.s to just make up a story so yeah, sometimes stuff won't translate completely yeah yeah or or it's already been filmed <laughs> yeah oh they use footage yeah yeah either that or it, they get it they just clip it in and then they dub the whole thing yeah and then they use like extra frames in case they needed extra time <laughs> Yeah, like some yeah. some shows didn't even make it to like some Super Sentai didn't make it over here because it, it's impossible for the U.S. audiences to understand. Like, wait, they're trains? Are you, you're a train Power Ranger? Like, I don't understand what this is. So I, yeah, I, mean, I know that the the Beetle Beetle Morphs was like Beetle That's a that's was, a deep uh, cut right there. Yeah, yeah, where, Big Bag like, Beetleborgs. Just, yeah, yeah, Beetleborgs. It's like a uh, yeah, common writer. That was a weird one. Yeah, Big Bad Beetleborgs was a. Uh, Metaler, I think that's what it's called in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think I might be wrong, but this might be, I think it might be part of the space Gavan and yeah, space, it's, space it's not until, Gavan. yeah, it's not until <laughs> later series in the Power Rangers that they actually film 
like the those like sequences themselves right not lifting it it's like half and half so sometimes they'll use a b-roll from japan and then they'll refilm some of the stuff in the u.s and yeah that needed them out of their helmets they would film in the states Mm -hmm. right did you did you guys ever see that one episode of uh, i think it's like galactic power rangers where they meet up with the the saban ninja turtles yeah, yeah the crossover. A, a, crossover. That's what was it? first off. That's Power Rangers Space, my friend. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> I know my Power Rangers. All right, that's yeah. Power Rangers. Um, yeah, actually, and that and that was also during the Saban time when they added a fifth uh, fifth turtle. Turtle, which the creators hate. Yeah, yeah, it's a fifth turtle who's a female because they were just like, well, all the other characters have five people, so we need a girl. Yeah, it's just like, and she's like the most annoying person ever. Venus to Milo, like fuck her, like I hate her so much. That that was basically Saban basically banking off of Japan because Japan, in between Super Sentai series, they do something called like a superhero team up movie where they get common common writer and. they make them. They make Kamen Rider do a movie with the current Power Ranger series, and it's kind of like their way of saying goodbye to the kids. And the new Super Sentai comes in, yeah. and they'll make a cameo to welcome in the new series. But that's what they were trying to do, I guess. What Saban yeah. was trying to do, it's well, yeah. I guess it didn't Saban, make sense to anyone. Saban yeah. does it now in every single like actual in it, like version of like the new Power Rangers. They'll always like bring back like old power rangers from like, like tommy you know, yeah like to- uh, fucking, tommy has been like he's been used in everything yeah because he's the one yeah. that's like his career depends on it the most well he doesn't need the <laughs> mma fighter that's him oh okay yeah jason david frank jason jason david frank is an mma fighter <laughs> like if you ever look at his like whenever he's on power rangers you'll notice that he's always has like long sleeves yeah. He's wearing like he's wearing like either gloves or he has makeup on his hands and like he's wearing like really high like turtlenecks or something like that. It's because he is tatted all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's interesting. We went on like such a weird tangent, but I was gonna just gonna say the Ninja Turtles crossover is like the most nineties thing ever. <laughs> that's yeah, like you can't you can't like top that. Yeah, but I uh the, I mean just to kind of get back on, on topic is that the translation into the united states especially in the 90s because just animation and because american audiences didn't understand animation they didn't understand what japanese team and stuff like that so we used a lot to kind of you know make our own stories with it or we translated it so that way it it just made sense right or it was more like american which you know i think in also translations you have to like respect the culture you know Mm-hmm. yeah like there's a couple of things like inside of like evangelion where like i'm pretty sure it just doesn't make sense inside of like uh in like american households and stuff like that like especially when like they're eating food or like the penguin butler like that's <laughs> pen pen <laughs> yeah like pen pen like i think like the, like those are things that just don't make sense inside of like the states <laughs> we actually have a <laughs> well, this, guy, this guy this guy has ray uh a ray decal on his car I have I have a couple rays. You me. have many rays there, like hype. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Put that like right near the camera, and just go <laughs> out and record. Like these are uh, this is instrumentality happening right now. Oh no, no! All these rays. Are they, so are those just all? The this one doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. Where did you get that from? 
I, it was a gift, and I think it's bootleg. So, it's probably wow. <laughs> Can you show that at the camera one more time if you're, if anyone's watching on YouTube? Yeah. What What is this referencing? Why does she have a? I don't know. Bow and arrow. This is the merchandise. That, that's an AT field. Yeah, the merchandising in Japan's weird. Look at all the made <laughs> the made outfits for Ray. One thing uh, I um, want to bring up because it explains a lot of these weird yeah. toys is uh, in Japan. Uh, the way that we think of like the MCU and it's yeah. just kind of they're gonna make merch for that for the next like 30 years yeah exactly and that's kind of like how Ava is you just yeah. see the merch everywhere it's like how we think of it maybe maybe not Star Wars but maybe how we think of like Transformers it's just yeah. always there perpetually there and it doesn't make sense because Ava is in a, like in essence it's a psychological thriller mm -hmm. slash I guess kind of like a coming of age show but yeah. people only care about the cool mechs in terms of merch. So it's like, wait, this is kind of like, like I don't know. It's kind of like if uh, Transformers had some weird existential crisis going on yeah, behind well, in the story. Well, I was going to... So I, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you also have a Ava mouse pad with like a butt? Like, oh, the, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, that's, that's coming up next. It's going to be uh, an Ava unit 01. Oh wow! Okay. Well, go into your room and go get the body pillow real quick. I, <laughs> uh, I have a mini body pillow at my parents' house. Oh I no! Grab. Oh no! I was gonna say if you pull out like the Ray like maid figure, I don't know what to do. Um, I don't have anything else weird. I have like an Oscar. Uh, oh okay, that's cool. And then I have I have other Ono stuff on my desk just by accident. So I have this. He did. Uh, one of the Macross movies back in the nineties. Oh, okay, really? Oh, I didn't know. And then uh, we just uh, know Shin that Godzilla. <laughs> nice. Which is uh, let's throw that out there because we probably said it many times. Shin Godzilla is like one of the best Godzilla films, if not the best, as well. And Mono directed that with another guy, and he delayed. Uh, I guess the, we'll get into that later. He delayed this last Evangelion movie for that. <laughs> And plus, he's also doing Shin Ultraman. I'm like, yeah. stop, stop picking up projects and just finish what you started. I know that's that's Ano, but I guess uh, before we go before we go on the next topic, Terrence, what can you say about Ano that would like really describe him? So uh, I was telling you guys this off uh, cam, but like I kind of think of Ano as like Japanese Tarantino. Okay, so one, he is horribly Gen X. He thinks he's cooler than he really is. He's kind of just a dork. <laughs> Three, um, uh, he, he's an edgelord, but he, I guess he, he comes off as an edgelord, but he's not that edgy. Um, I guess he kind of hates who he, so four, he kind of hates who he is in terms of like, he, he said like he, he doesn't like otaku, but he's probably a huge otaku. When <laughs> you're in charge of making the next Godzilla film and the next Ultraman live action film, like, yeah, you're probably, you're probably the J.J. Abrams now, basically. Of America, yeah. you're in yeah. you're in charge of two of the biggest uh, franchises in Japan, and you're just like I hate otaku. <laughs> he has a wife too, right? Like I wonder how that. Yeah, he's married. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't know what that's like uh, well, between them over there. Do you, do you remember? Uh, have you heard that story that like uh, Miyazaki says about Anyu at his wedding, like the tale? He, he like says he smells or something like that or yeah he invites uh, hi, uh miyazaki to speak at his wedding and miyazaki instead of like giving something insightful just like rips on auto for like 30 minutes saying he smells like i don't know why you're marrying this guy 
and Anu was like, oh, I don't know really what I expected, but I guess there, there has to be some meaning to this. I just don't know what. Have you seen Miyazaki's The Wind Rises? Uh, no, I haven't, unfortunately. So there's a documentary on Miyazaki and basically just follows him around the studio. And um, it's during the time he's filming The Wind Rises and they're like, you know what? Like Miyazaki's just like, you know what? You know who would sound really good for the part of this character? And they're like, who? He's like, Ano. He's like, what? Yeah, Ano. And he's like, so they bring in Ano to just be the voice of a main character in a Miyazaki film. Really? Which doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> like, I guess. Did they go through with it? Yeah, they went through with it. He's he's in the original have you, uh, have film. You, have you listened to it? Does it sound good? I watched The Wind Rises, and I haven't seen it since I found that fact out. So I gotta go back and <laughs> It's on, I thought, it. like, maybe it's on, uh, maybe it's on HBO Max. We don't know. Oh, it, it is on there, actually. Oh, okay, there we in, go. In the Studio Ghibli collection. There we go. It's, we could watch it <laughs> with Otto. But uh, I guess that leads us to our final topic of the this podcast, which is uh, the hype for uh, Evangelion 3 plus, 3.0 <laughs> plus, 1.0, thrice, plus, uh, thrice, three upon a time, is uh, has been building for years and years because the last film came out in 2012. And there's been numerous delays, as we said before. And uh, now it, it got recently delayed because of COVID, understandably. No one wants, you know, um, yeah. it, we want everyone to be safe. But there's like this like mythical thing of this movie now. Like, how, what, do we, what do we feel about it? I mean, I know that last, at the last Anime Expo, I think they screened the yeah. first like 15 minutes of it or something like that so we know it exists in some form it's not yeah. just a trailer yeah exactly um yeah i mean like they have a trailer they have like an official song for it it's yeah. oh it's great it's a great song uh, i i listened to it i, I like it too <laughs> uh what was it I, I i think for as of right now it's on the cutting room floor and it's probably you know the hopefully they're thinking better about the ending yeah I'm you sure. Know, I'm sure. You know. Also, I'm kind of interested to see how exactly this new movie fits into the world. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily. I mean, the uh, if you were to watch the the series and then you watch, you know, the movie, it doesn't really leave a lot to like go like. Can't wait for the next adventure. It's even though, uh, yeah, in the American dub, they're like, "Oh, next time on Evangelion." Like, look at how exciting this is in this week. Do you remember that? Repeat that, Gene. Sorry. No, I said if you remember at the end of the last movie, they're like, "Oh, in the next movie for Evangelion, like, look at how exciting this will be." Eight years later, still hasn't come out. Yeah. Uh, have you seen? Okay, do you guys remember when the 1995 VHS um, releases of the original Star Wars trilogy came out, and they kept yes. showing that um, that intro where yeah. they would interview George for a bit, and they had that kind of like a trailer where the tagline was the saga continues one more time and that's kind of like what they did for the 3.0 plus 1.0 trailer where it says something like what is it the tagline is like it ends or it's yeah. finally the it's last finally, or something yeah it finally ends the, for the, like the last adventure or the last event, something like that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you think of how much money star wars has made <laughs> has made uh george lucas since that vhs came out this isn't going to be the last time. So there, he's probably just gonna he's gonna dial in the ending. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, hey, what if like it's a live action 
Evangelion of you after. <laughs> That'd be cool. But like Terrence, like what are what like are you hyped for this? I know it's been like years, but like are you excited or what? I'm always gonna be hyped for anything new, Ava. Like it's to me, it's, I, I'm pretty sure there's still, I'm still going to make more content after this. Oh, I'm sure. Like, there's oh, yeah. so much that I haven't even, yeah. like, even watched yet, like, or, I mean, read yet. Like, the, there's the Slice of Life manga series where they're not really pilots and they're just regular high school students. There's the video games that have been recently translated. There's yeah. all this crap that... Is that, still... is, that, is that the dating one? There's a dating game for it? There's a dating game that came out. I think it was for maybe PSP or PS2. Yeah. There's so much stuff. So I am hyped for the new movie, but like I know this isn't gonna be the end. This, as as long as Ava is still like, like uh, it's still like how culturally relevant it is in Japan. They're they're still gonna make stuff for it, even if it's yeah. not Ano. Yeah, it's like the MCU, like you said. But yeah, no. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm sure, like, we'll see some of it. But just to see this story end, this particular story, I think, is pretty interesting. Well, I, I, I think eventually all animes need to come to an end. Yeah. Like, um, eventually, you know... Dragon it, Ball did had, for a time. Well, yeah, Dragon Ball, you know, it had it, it had its, its ending and stuff like that, uh, leading into Dragon Ball Z, and then Dragon Ball Z, you know... I mean, Dragon Ball Z was supposed to end at the Frieza saga, so... <laughs> In the cell saga, we saw we saw how that worked. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I but in general, like animes just need to end. I mean, also there is there is also fatigue when animes mm-hmm. just don't end. Uh, just take for for instance, uh, Bleach, or uh, for for instance, uh, it it didn't end. People are just like annoyed because it, <laughs> yeah. It, Every single episode is kind of like the same thing, same yeah. arc, same, like you're changing the characters around so that way they're dealing with new stuff, but it's kind of the same yeah. shit that they were dealing with in last season. Or even, or even like Pokemon, Pokemon became like a multi-generation of kids, it just yeah. starting over. Yeah, and honestly, I, I, that, that's, a, that's a shame because honestly, I would have loved to have seen, I think Pokemon would have had such a bigger impact if you would have seen Ash Ketchum grow up become a pokemon master become whatever it is what else it is and then a new anime coming in with a different hero yeah like digimon yeah honestly but digimon is a thing where like they they go grow up passing the torch a lot yeah they grow up they pass the torch you know other people become digidestined because Mm -hmm. you're no longer children you you know and it's something that the people who made digimon realize is that we also have to teach kids how to grow up, how to let go of their childhood. How exactly yeah. do you become an adult? If you're not if you're not JJ Abrams and with Star Wars, <laughs> no one would know. I mean, yeah, but I but I think that those are like really important things. And yeah. to be totally honest, I would really it, especially since, you know, Evangelion is a allegory for depression. You know, it's yeah. all about like being alone, uh, people never calling, you know, people never checking up on you, uh, never mm-hmm. really being wanted yeah. and stuff. I think that, you know, if, if the next movie was, if you are going to tell a new story about that, then you need to tell the flip side. You need to tell them this is what it means to be wanted. This is, the, this is like, this is their journey to becoming, you know, newer people, because if it's just a further dive into more depression and just like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. like, nothing yeah. is good and everything is just shit and, you know, the world <laughs> is always going to be bad for me. 
you're kind of taking you're, you're you're basically just getting the series and just telling it all over again like we got yeah, the point true. tell a different story yeah yeah no yeah I, w- I would think so too i mean like eventually you know would want some finality to the story is just to make them more meaningful and impactful i think like the ending for um I don't know, like, uh, Endgame, I think, like, you know, they're still going to keep moving, making movies, but, like, it felt like an end of an era, at least, even if they're going to continue. So uh, we keep tying this back to Avengers and all that and Marvel. <laughs> but I, I hope that uh, this last movie is like that, at least. It ends like a, you know, ends an era, I guess. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm totally okay with watching an Evangelion movie. And it doesn't have Anna. It doesn't have all these other. I mean, it doesn't have mm-hmm. like uh, the main characters. It's you know, it's been twenty. It's been fifteen, twenty years since the events of the first movie. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, since the first series, and now it's an entirely new generation of kids that are being forced to do this and <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Or you know, maybe they found out different ways of doing this, or you know, it, it, it's th- there's so many ways to tell a story where you don't have to keep on using the same characters and right so uh that's yeah. the only thing i'm hoping i just don't want the shit i just don't want it to just kind of die out yeah yeah exactly well like wait and see hopefully we could see it um during the like pandemic i mean it certainly sucks that like we can't we waited all this long now <laughs> theaters aren't even fucking open but gotta be safe and gotta be smart so uh you know hopefully we'll see it like in the future right yeah <laughs> But uh, before we go, because we're wrapping up here, I guess this leads to the age-old question. Uh, who is the better character, Asuka or Ray, which has dominated fan conversation for a while? I know Terrence. Uh, go first on this. <laughs> yeah, we, we know his answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be, uh, what's the character with the glasses from the rebuilds? Oh, no, like, that no. Is, that's, <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to get. Yeah, you don't want to get that heat. Like, I guess fans don't like her. What's her name? Mari. Yeah, people don't like Mari. I think I think Oscar Ray is, like, the Betty or Veronica of its time. So, I, I initially was a huge Ray fan. When I started kind of realizing that, like, it's probably unhealthy to idolize a character that, A, is heavily depressed, B, has been through physical and emotional trauma, yeah. uh, C, is also, like kind of just born out of like a job like a personal agenda and like it's kind of like you know uh her existence is kind of inhumane (laughs) also yeah um yeah i was like wait i probably shouldn't really care for this character and you know i do have i used to have two decals on my car Uh, i don't know if you saw but a while ago i i was at a, a zine um, meet up in Orange County. I parked next to another. Um, oh, I saw so I, this. Yeah, so I, I have what's called a peeker, where it's like uh, like a sticker that where that kind of peeks out of a window. And I have a ray peeker, and I parked next to another Civic, same year as mine, and they had a Shinji peeker. <laughs> and so I was waiting in my car, um, and that person who owned that car. They were like, wait, is that your car? I'm like, yeah. And like, uh, we both got out of our cars to take pictures <laughs> of our cars next to each other. Wow. But anyway, so my question, my, my, my answer to that is I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give a wild card answer 
It's Misato because <laughs> I'm, I'm 34. She's a 30. She's a 30. She's a woman in her 30s. It's only okay. It's okay for me to to actually have a like a real crush on this character. So <laughs> idolizing the teen characters is uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was yeah. I was just saying who is the better character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But some no, people I, idolize Ray and Oscar. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I, I I would I would say that Masato is the because I, I was gonna pick Masato too. Honestly, yeah. like before you even said it, I thought you were gonna pick Good. Ray, and I was gonna go. I'm gonna go with Masato, you know everything yeah. else. Uh, but no, the, the main reason which I think Masato is such a great character though is that I do feel like throughout the series she actually has not only character development but character yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like oh yeah, like you know she's kind of like a low level you know infantry person that grows mm-hmm. to be like a major in this military. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but also she's mm-hmm. dealing with like everyday problems mm-hmm. of like, what do I do? She goes yeah, to do, work. How, like, how do I she actually just goes to work? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, this she, is her job. Well, yeah. I would, also, yeah, I would, I would deal with like real life. Yeah. I, I was going to say, she does say some suggestive stuff to Shinji that could be interpreted a, a certain way but for the most part she's a very mature character oh like the part where she tells him um she tells him uh hey good luck and kisses him on the mouth yeah yeah that's uh, or, not so I great like, i think it's like episode two she says like oh yeah uh shinji's gonna stay with me don't worry nothing's gonna happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> well like... I, I was talking about there's that one episode where like he's mourning i think like I think like after Oscar gets messed up and he, she's like, "Oh, is there anything I could do for you?" And I think she like touches him slightly, and like it's supposed to be the implication that, like, kind of like like uh, like sex and like sort of uh, sexuality is really the only way she could like comfort people, and like that's not certainly great, um, you know, or like whatever. Um, but like it, it's a very like revealing moment for that character. Like she's so broken, mm-hmm. you know. Well, yeah, because the only thing is that for Kaji, like that was kind of like her only real connection to him. Yeah, like, she she dug him, but she didn't like. The only thing she knew about him is that she kind of wanted to fuck him. Yeah, he's a very attractive guy, so you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got that ponytail going on. That yeah, she likes guys with ponytail with a little bit of scruff. All right, yeah, cool, nice to know. Nice to know. That, that's that's <laughs> where you're headed, Nick. Yeah, that's why that's why I started growing the beard. Yeah, uh, so, oh <laughs> but yeah. but no, but the the uh, what was it? But the main thing is that uh, like especially after he spoiler alert. I mean, it's an uh, anime that came out like nineteen ninety five. Yeah, if you have not fucking seen it. Sorry, but after KG uh, dies, and like the moment where she's like sitting next to the phone, and then she uh, she realizes that there's another message from him you know, kind of like a goodbye message, she makes them, she makes the, she basically says, it's a phone that'll never ring again. And it's a further descent into despair where she's kind of like the lively one that's always trying to get all of them to do stuff. Yeah, she's the dead mother. Yeah, she's very much the dead mother. And like now she's following into the same kind of despair that uh, Shinji has where she even says like, oh yeah, he has a cell phone, but he never uses it. Like no one ever calls him. He's always alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now she's kind of going into that same path. And that's why I really liked her as a character because Hedgehog's still enough. <laughs> yeah, and but I really love the idea of like you know she actually has she has pain she has sorrow she she has mm-hmm. like shit that she has to get over and everything like that. Whereas a lot of the other the other main characters shit just kind of happens to them and then they yeah. react. Yeah. 
and stuff which like is that. i guess that's what being a teenager kind of kind of is, really yeah. is yeah yeah everyone complains about chinji but it's like it's like when people bitch about chinji it's like it's like when people complain about like holding Caulfield, like he's whiny. It's like you were exactly fucking whiny when you were that age. Shut yeah. up. Please stop talking with that criticism. Well, okay, hold on. There there is a difference. Like there there is a difference. I, I do agree. Yes, as a twelve as a as a twelve, fourteen year old kid, I was probably a whiny little asshole too. Yeah. That's fine. But there are moments where Shinji is kind of a bitch. When he like, like ends the world. Well, <laughs> huh? yeah. when, he, I, when, I, when the world ends and he ends the world and he... Uh... Yeah. Like, I think that, that most Shinji's is just not very proactive as a protagonist. Yeah. And I and that's not... I mean, that's not exactly like the greatest like quality in a protagonist. Right. Or like that. Not I mean, the worst. That's what kind of me. draws me away from him. Where I'm, I, I do not connect to Shinji like whatsoever i do not right. connect to her uh what was it uh asuka i don't fucking connect to her asuka. as well I, I i just think she's a fuck bitch i just like oh my god time. She's, um she's, she's a bitch i was just like i i don't care about well I, I guess that's gonna lead me to my answer which i was gonna go with asuka like i think asuka has like more uh nuance than uh like people give her credit for i think like asuka really um uh, you know, when you, you see, like, when the angel, like, infiltrates her mind, like, all the uh, deep sort of, like, sorrow she has with her mom and, like, it really messed her up. And, like, even stuff where she's trying to, like, uh, like proposition, like, Kaji, um, because, like, that's the only way she knows how to uh, kind of, like, get to, like, other people or, like, she can't connect with Shinji, so she tries to, like, forcibly, like, kiss him and it doesn't go her way and then, like, she gets, like, she gets taken aback, I think, like... Uh, you know, the character has, like, a lot more nuance, and, like, I mean, she's, like, angry, but, you know, that's all teenagers, but, yeah, and I think, like, uh, it's kind of a funny character, too, where she's just always yelling, <laughs> you know, kind of think that's Yeah, but, I mean, funny. to be totally honest, I, like, I, it's, it's a problem I have with a lot of anime, because a lot of anime have those characters that are just kind of dicks to the main character. Right. Sundere, that's the yeah, archetype. That's okay. Yeah, where they're where in general, like they 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 they're fond of the main character, but they don't know how to show it, so they're just assholes to them, and everything else. Uh, hers is irrational. Yeah, and not only that, but also the idea of she wants to be a you know she wants to be a pilot, uh, which uh, 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 just so that way she can be recognized, so that way she yeah. can have a purpose in life. It's an interesting, it's an interesting fact, and it's an interesting like goal and everything like that. But the only problem is throughout the series of it, she makes that statement, but she doesn't necessarily like make it come to pass. Yeah, anything like that. Like she's she a lot of the time, she's up. just always talking down to the rest of the team instead of being like, "Yeah, like we can do this" or something like that. It's always <laughs> just like a bitchy comment that she just has, and it's like. All right, like I'm fucking done with you. Just fucking, I hope you die in this mission. Like I'm really hoping you die in this mission. Well, Ray does in that one episode. <laughs> yeah, like that's great. Like that, that that was a good episode. I mean, Ray was an interesting character, especially when like you find out that she's a fucking clone and shit. Like, yeah. That. What is what is like Ano say? Like, oh yeah, like that one episode. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, like <laughs> forgot about Ray for like a whole episode. <laughs> she's like in one scene, I think, and he also like finishes her like arc like, way ahead of, like, the ending for the show. Like, yeah. she, she ends her arc, like, on episode, like, eight or something. And for, like, 16 episodes, she's, like, oh, yeah, like, just around. Yeah, she's just in the background, or she, like, has, like, two lines, and then you just, doesn't like, talk. okay, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, this just doesn't talk. We're freaking auto. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's one of those things. I mean, that's the that's also the other problem with, um, I mean, not necessarily a problem, but it's also it, it shows its age. Yeah. Just because, um, what was it like? In general, it's an anime that like has characters and then like doesn't use them correctly or doesn't know how to use them because they're just like, oh yeah, like we have to focus on like these two main characters. Right, right, right. And they don't give everybody either a complete arc or their arc ends early and then they just go, all right, well just put that on the shelf until we need it and then you know yeah <laughs> some some anime creators like we've talked about are just uh eccentric let's say <laughs> i guess you know honestly gendo is a is a great character as well yeah gendo is basically ano yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know he's we didn't a bad get father. mean a bad no that's uh miyazaki he's a terrible dad oh there you go yeah um but yeah, I mean, I wish we could get into every character, but like our, our time is like wrapping up right now. But um, any last thoughts on Evangelion before we wrap, guys? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that it's it, it's definitely um, an anime that you could put down in, in the history books of anime. You know, it, it's definitely it's definitely up there on like, you know, if I was going to like go like, oh, yeah, like some of the iconic animes of like the last like 30 years. I would definitely put it up there. Yeah, um, it, it has a lot of influences and stuff like that, but the show does have its flaws, and, it's, and, it, and it, mm. it, it has aged over the years. And I say, take it with a grain of salt. Watch it, have fun with it, and uh, don't get too mad at the ending. There you go, uh, Terrence. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of what Nick said, but also. I mean, a lot of people like don't take away, like they don't take this from the ending, um, but we talked about it earlier is that the whole point is that in the end you should, instead of wanting people to want you, you have to just learn to be okay with yourself. And a lot of people just focus on the whole depression part or mm -hmm. the, the pain and the, the coming of age aspect. But it's like, you know what? Like there is a lesson you just have to learn that like, okay, if you keep pushing people away, you might inadvertently help or at least cause the third impact yeah so just be okay with yourself learn to like love yourself love others but uh don't take it out on people who think don't deserve it uh, aka yeah. the rest of humanity so. <laughs> yeah exactly but hey like that's that's a, that's a that's a good note to end on i i couldn't say it better like i think it's a very positive anime with surprisingly like a lot of really good messages life lessons you know what what to do and like what not to do which you know we saw an end of, end of Evangelion. Don't do anything Shinji does until the yeah, end. Until the end. Yeah. Um, but with that, I guess we'll end the show. Um, where can uh, Nick? Where can people find you at? Find me on uh, Facebook and also uh, find me on Instagram and uh, was it and oh my god, Instagram and Twitter at the Nick Valero. Also, uh, I will be on. I'll be a guest host on um, what was it? The Bonobo podcast, which is going to be airing tomorrow. Nice. If you want to go catch it live, you can go to Delta Monkey Gaming on Twitch, and we will be uh, talking more about anime. And uh, if you guys want to go kind of check it out, you can go check that out. I, I, I imagine the show is going to air after that, so this is going to be kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. But go check them out. Go check out uh, Bonobo Gaming. You'll, they'll probably have the entire thing and everything else. So go check it out. We'll, we'll try to put a link in the bio for that. Um, yeah. Cool. Terrence, any, uh, where can people find you at? Any plugs, promotions? Yeah, I have two accounts that I kind of uh, go between. So HBYM underscore music. It's like my band account. 
and my personal account uh, at Terrence James One R, where I deliver some cool takes. Like uh, I think one last week was a uh, uh, men will literally write twenty years worth of manga instead of going to therapy. So. <laughs> You can find some uh, gold nuggets there. So. Yeah, I liked uh, your. There's been a lot of Bernie memes. We have one on our Instagram already, but it was the Bernie, like the book of Bernie. You did. Oh yeah, that was that was a great that was a great <laughs> meme. Um, so yeah, definitely follow Terrence there. Um, you can follow me on G nine eight nine two on Twitter and Instagram, and you could also follow the Waffle Press on Twitter at the Waffle Press and on Instagram at the Waffle Press Podcast. Um, you could like, share, subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, excuse me, uh, iTunes and Spotify. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We've been professionally unprofessional. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> thanks for having me.